welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by my guest, Jim Hall of Brooklet Games. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. No doubt, no doubt. I Tell us about what you're putting out with Brooklet Games. Yeah, uh, I would love to. I'm trying to write a adventure every single month. Um, I play test it with my my group uh, here in the neighborhood, and uh, um, I'm currently three issues in. Four, if you count something that I did a little bit before uh, I put out in the beginning of January. But so I'm just like trying to get this stuff out, and 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 I really like doing the artwork, and I like doing the writing, and it's just like a multidisciplinary thing that I, I really enjoy. Um, and then I have a lot of material that I can bring to the table. And so it's fun. I I, I got to say, looking at what, what I see of yours here, what I've been looking through, I like the aesthetic of these. It's it's spot on, like hits my sweet spot. <laughs> like oh, thank it, you. it reminds me of a lot that's happening around places like things like Knock and uh, old school essentials and stuff. And I can see where it's kind of in, may have inspired some of the some oh, of the directions sure. you're going. Yeah, I mean, uh, that uh, getting that first issue of Knock and just like I, I just absorbed that book and and, and um, the inside cover, <laughs> it's cool. you know, they, they have like dungeons on the inside covers. And I'm like, wow, this is this is a piece of paper that you could take to the table and run a game. Oh, it's and awesome. It's very awesome. little prep, very little prep. And uh, yeah, actually, uh, I it's sort of like a big milestone for me. I have an adventure in the latest issue of Knock. So that's <laughs> well, guess what? I, I didn't know that, but today, about probably less than an hour before we recorded, I got home and sitting in my mailbox was the latest issue of Knock. <laughs> yeah, it's such a such a cool, cool magazine. I got it right here. But uh, yeah, if you look on page uh, 194, that's uh, Titan Cliffs. I wrote that last year, and that's part of a long standing project I'm working on called Escape from Glist, which is like this hex crawl where you have to, you get kind of trapped in this fey pocket and you have to find the four tablets to escape and you don't know where they are. They, they disappeared over the last you know, hundred years or so. And, and so you have to find all the clues, talk to all the people. And, and as you're going through, uh, you learn about the, the histories and the factions that are uh, involved and uh, you kind of wind up having to maybe pick a side or kind of, you know, thread the needle as you're as you're doing that uh, as you're playing through the game. So yeah, that's a that's on the back burner though. So I, I don't know if that'll be released until I don't know the end of the year or something. So that's gonna be. So let me ask: Is that gonna be like the other ones you have here, kind of uh, more zine size, or is this gonna be a larger one that you're talking about? The I think it'll be a, a little larger because essentially it's four dungeons a huge crawl with a bunch of tables uh there's a, a main city uh with just like actually an absurd amount of uh, story hooks there are probably way too many story hooks that you don't really it's a it's a setting and so you could play inside the setting for quite a while if you wanted to but uh yeah i think it'll be a little longer i'm not sure how long exactly maybe i'll do a kickstarter for it or something like that or game found or something but well, if you get ready to do that, get a hold of us ahead of time, and we'll have you on again to talk it up. <laughs> oh, great! Well, yeah, let me tell, tell you about what I'm working on right now because it's a uh, it's kind of fun. So, I'm I, I'm doing experimentation with these books, and so uh, Vortex Isles was the first one that I released this year. I released uh, it in February for Zine Month or Zemo, and 
Uh, it's it's a um, it's a pirate themed kind of uh, point crawl with a couple little dungeons in there. And so it's kind of a setting with a bunch of NPCs and some interesting mechanics that are kind of fun to play with. The second one is uh, pretty much just a, a, a simple dungeon crawl, but I really wanted to make the choices matter, the choices that people make, the paths that they, they take through the dungeon matter. And so, you know, depending on who you talk to, which directions you go, you can learn different secrets, you can learn shortcuts, you can learn weaknesses, and, and pretty much in every situation, there is a nonviolent way of, of getting around it, which... Obviously, my players didn't, uh, you know, everyone <laughs> wants to, to battle. That's that's like a really fun part of D&D. But if you can sort of role play your way around problems, I find that to be really fun. When, I, when I'm a player, I'll tell you what, I, I get scared I'm going to get killed all the time. Yeah. So I'm always trying to talk my way out of, or find some way out of this situation. Yeah. I am notorious for being like, I'm going to climb up the tree with a bow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I walking around with your ten foot stick and tapping the ground everywhere. And, like I, I uh, don't have nearly the history that you have. You know, you've been you've been playing for as long as I've been alive. So. Oh no, listen, that you make me feel. Old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still a young um, man. No, it's awesome. I love it because there's a lot of great perspective. But I started with five e. I did a little bit of three point five like back in college, but like I really started with five e. And there's this whole phenomenon with 5e where you you're, you build these big characters and you get really attached. Like, you know, people will buy like a custom-made mini and, and you know, you just don't want to don't kill the characters for them. And so, you know, with the old school style of play, that's not the case at all. And that, so, you know, my adventures are written for 5e and low-level low 5e and Karen. And I believe you had, I think it's Yochai Gal. Yeah, he was on here uh, and he'll be on here he'll be on here again soon we had a really fun time we did a world building game that we're gonna be he might be out by the time this comes out i don't know yet because okay. <laughs> we recorded that the other day he's a great community member and and the resources he puts out for karen make it really easy to write for so anyway i i I want to make these situations that are that are lethal, but I also want to provide opportunities to get around it without having to to lose a character. So um, this is a fine line you got to walk sometimes. Well, here's here's my thing. Like like there's this whole thing that we're like the the old school is you're gonna die left and right and stuff like that. And I've been playing for a while, and this whole like like uh this whole approach to character death that is in the old school gaming was not the gaming I was playing back in the day at all. We were very attached to our characters. That's we the had difference. plenty resurrected. It's the difference between OSR and OS. Yeah. Like we were definitely had, like we were very attached to a lot of our characters from our games. And they definitely cheated death far too many times. Yeah. And then there, there's what you see now is like, you'll actually go into a game with like three or four characters that you're, you're running all of them also like NBCs and you're probably going to lose two or three of them. You know, it's just, it's just a different way of playing. Oh yeah. Well, one of the guys in our group runs a uh, dungeon crawl. Cl- well, he doesn't run dungeon crawl classics anymore. He was running last year, dungeon crawl classics. And this year he's been running mutant crawl classics, but we all have multiple characters in that. 
And that has this mutant call cla- crawl classic specifically has been just slaughter left and right. <laughs> we had the first game was total party kill. It's like, okay, <laughs> we're all dead. Everyone was really quiet leaving the, the table that day. It's like, oh gosh. Well, we've been doing that at the computer. I have one in-person game now. We when COVID hit, we moved all our games online and we're probably gonna keep them online because like John, who's on here a lot, he lives out out pretty far and Lennon from Miami, he lives pretty far, and a few others that we've picked up during COVID that have been playing with us regularly. Kind of want to keep them in the game. So we're probably oh, Nick lives up in Michigan too. So like okay. you know, we're all kind of scattered about. And uh yeah, I, I want to keep them in the game. So we'll probably keep online doing it, but it's it's been fun, it's been enjoyable. I like it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, uh one of my I got a bunch of buddies out from Chicago and we started playing online before the pandemic because, you know, we got some out in Portland, Seattle, some in Chicago. I'm here in Michigan as well. So we're probably neighbors, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, the online play is a, it's, it's a fine way of playing. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. I enjoy playing with them, but I'm going to be hundred percent honest. It's not the same as playing at my table. No, it's not. So I got this thing. Like I really like these people I like to play with. But I also so I'm, gonna, I'm trying to keep a single game going at the table on my table now that we all had vaccinations and everything else. We started, you know, boosters yeah. and all that. We started meeting in person. That's been our riffs game. Well, I'm moving. I'm moving. Actually, by the time this airs, hopefully I'm moved into the new house. Oh. <laughs> and Good luck with that. We'll see how that goes. It's been chaotic trying to get this done. So in the new house, hopefully we're planning on starting up a new campaign because we've been playing rifts. So. It, it it'll i like it i, I need an in-person game and i ran an in-person game for so long that the only thing that got me to try online was covid yeah i mean it, it's superior in a lot of ways but when you got friends all over the world you know mm-hmm. it's it's nice i'll say this um when covid first started my neighborhood group here we're now meeting in person again but we started playing online and like i think the first time that we got together after covid so we did a a, a bar crawl uh, <laughs> session and it was just exactly what everyone needed in that moment so. <laughs> that's great that's great so i want to know a little bit more about about the ones that you have out already if you could tell us a bit more oh sure well uh so i i release these out on patreon so if you ever want to get the latest ones they're on my patreon patreon.com slash games and uh, the, the the most recent one is a uh, generated city crawl called escape the city yes uh you know based off of uh, escape from new york <laughs> that's great but the the gist of it is is you're in the middle of a city and then in the night, zealots swarm the city and sort of a uh, purifying force that they're trying to purify the city and you have to escape. But, you know, I was talking about experimenting with this one. I really wanted to do something that you could sort of run the game in a GM-less fashion, a DM-less fashion that could also be valuable for solo players because uh, some of my patrons are solo solo players. So with this game, you draw from a deck of cards or a couple of decks of just normal playing cards to build out uh, encounters and locations. The really cool thing that I like about this is uh, the secrets mechanic where you know certain encounters or certain locations will reveal a secret to the, uh, to the users or the players. Uh, sorry, I do software, so I talk users during the day and players. Day. <laughs> anyway, so the players get these secrets as they're going. Because um, I, I just really like secrets in gameplay. Like when you are 
the dungeon master and you, you're dropping hints about, you know, what could be happening here, what, you know, uh, their weak, the weaknesses for such and such a bad guy, or, you know, uh, I find that to be a lot of fun and it's rewarding when you find those secrets out and you, you can leverage them. And so with uh, Escape the City, the secrets that you draw are, again, randomly generated, but they uh, build out these these encounters that you have to uh, pass in order to escape the city. Uh, so the, there's the bridge guards um, and the secrets all pertain to the bridge guards that you need to pass before escaping the city. And then going to the back to that concept of, of user choice, there are four different bridges that are all guarded by big baddie zealots. And as you travel, you can learn about the different bridge guards on the different bridges and you have to make a choice of which one is you think you're going to be able to pass or not. Uh, it's pretty fun to play and it has some replay value. My wife and I have played it together and I play it with the neighborhood group. That, that's my test. Yeah, it looks like there's enough variation. I'm sitting here flipping through it as you're talking. Is there enough variation in this, especially with the card draw and all that, it could play out very differently uh, many times over. And it, it seems like one of those types of adventures where you could just have, if you run it before, like it'd be an easy one to pull out and run again with a different group when you needed something yeah. and voila, there you go. Yeah. So. You're just in a city for some reason and, and it's boring. So let's do something. <laughs> and what's cool is that the, the little, uh, the little, I, instead of like just regular, like numbers for each one, it's got the little icon for the hearts, the spades, the diamonds and everything. It just looks neat. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, with, with the books when they're this compact, uh, cause these are, you know, short booklets, you need to be really clear with your information. And so that's something that I try to do with the design, the layout. Um, yeah, it, it's obvious when you look through the book that it's doing kind of like what OSE and, and them have been doing lately, where you're where yeah. there's, it's kind of concise bullet point written. It's not like wall of text and everything like that. You're very usable at the table type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because before I started publishing, it was like index cards with a few bullet points and yeah. secrets. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's how that's, I've written adventures my whole life. Outlines yeah. and index cards. And so you don't need actually it's it's inconvenient to have huge prose, you know, written out and stuff like that. Well, we're coming about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and follow you and whatever other links we can give them to check your stuff out? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Twitter a lot. So that's twitter.com slash Brooklyn Games. The best place to get my games is on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Brooklyn Games. You can sign up for like a print subscription and I just mail them to you uh, every month. And I just opened up a, uh, a web store and it's at uh, brooklygames.bigcartel.com. So if you want to check out my web store, but also you can find it on the Cairn web store. I'm on there uh, and uh, Third Kingdom uh, distributes it as well. So yeah, there, there's a bunch of places. Um, itch too, itch.com or itch.io slash Brooklyn Games. So it's all over. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you so much. We're on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar We're on Patreon. Any support you can give us, we greatly appreciate. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.